I think that there's um, a natural inclination to comment and to be inquisitive about a good mezcal in a way that I've never felt with other drinks. Hello and welcome to a special chapter of Elixir of the Gods. My name is Albert and my co-host Diego and I are currently standing outside a barbershop in busy Berlin Mitte. We are visiting Tom and Christian, who are both running a mezcal pop-up in exactly the basement of their barbershop. More details later, because Tom is already at the door to pick us up. Come along and join us on a very interesting journey. Let's go. Hey, hello. It's a nice one. Hey, welcome, Tom. welcome. Hey, Tom. Diego, Albert, nice come on in. Thank you. So, where are you going to take us? We're going down into the secret, secret lab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the laboratory. <laughs> if you need a haircut afterwards, you can talk to Justin. <laughs> Here in the salon. I have to take care of my This is where you leave your coat. Through here is where we keep the bottle selection for those who wish to purchase what they've uh, tasted. And come on through here. Okay, so this is the cathedral. Bienvenido. <laughs> Thank Welcome, you. guys. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, please get comfortable. Hi, Hi Christian. Hey, Hi. Man. Yeah, here at Puntas Gracias, we are um, presenting the world of agave spirits through guided spirit flights. Um, we have a, a, a super wide selection of, of mezcals, many and agave spirits, many of which are very hard to get in Germany and Europe. We will present you with some choices for the kind of flights that you would like to take. Um, for example, we have one which we call Espedines. We focus on the Espedine plant by choosing a flight of four mezcals, four Espedine mezcals. We can highlight how that plant will taste very differently in the varying terroir in which it's made. Alternatively, we could choose one which is regional or by states. We could, in, in that way, we can explain how different states use different processes. So when the uh, visitor comes to Puntas Gracias, we, we talk about what kind of things you would like to focus on, what kind of things that you're interested in with your personal path of, of mezcal discovery. I, I would like to, to add something, and I would like you, Christian, to help me out with technicalities. We're going to be saying the word mezcal a lot, but because it, for us, mezcal is all agave distilled. So if we make a mistake around the, the, the night mentioning uh, mezcales, that's just because the romantic idea we all of us uh, have about an agave distilled, we call it mezcal because in the ranch, Christian, that's how it's called, right? True. Yeah. I believe that, um, I mean, technically, there are not all mezcals, but they are categorized by uh, the denomination of origin or appellation of origin that they, that they have. But uh, in practicality, which is exactly what we're doing here, Puntas Gracias, it's more about uh, discovering agave spirits, crafted agave spirits, in a more, um, let's put it like this, um, sensorial way, in a way that you can live up to uh, how the spirits are made in different regions of Mexico. I think uh, we will start in a very common place uh, where most of people that are probably listening to this podcast have been when they were younger, maybe. It's a spirit that comes from Jalisco. Jalisco um, is a state that holds uh, a town called Tequila. The idea is to um, yeah, present this spirit, which is uh, it has a very funky um way of presenting itself and, and being introduced into Europe. So this is a mezcal from Jalisco that is not 
labeled as a tequila. So what I mean by that is that uh, it's not uh, registered as a tequila itself. It's a very nice uh, product that is crafted in uh, in the mezcal way. By that I mean, you know, uh, it's cooked under the earth. It's uh, it's made with um, smashed with tahona. It's fermented with, um, with with the juices and all. Thanks, Thomas. And it really tells, in my personal opinion, uh, the reason why this tequila uh, mezcal got popular in the first place so it's kind of a tequila but it's not a tequila in a way it is the original tequila um what i find so exciting about this particular distillation this particular distillate is that um as we know tequila is a region as we know that tequila is the most famous mezcal Uh, there's a reason why tequila became the most famous mezcal, and that's because the, the mezcals from tequila were very, very good. We also know that the agave blue weber is the species of agave that's used for the denomination of origin of tequila. So we always associate that particular species of agave with what we call tequilas. When I was first finding tequilanas, as they're, as they're posted, in proper legitimate mezcalerias in, in, in Mexico, where they were offering basically what they're offering. If you're in a mezcaleria and you see on the chalkboard there's a tequilana on the menu, when you see that, what's so exciting is you realize that you're going to get a, um, a taste of, of what tequila once was, which is a craft mezcal, a craft production, craft distillate made using the blue agave. But what's extra exciting about this mezcal which i'm i'm mind blown by this thing diego and, and christian poured me one the other day what's so exciting about this is that what i know is that as tequila became the most famous mezcal they were actually using any species of agave that grew in the region so what we have here is not just a, an original form of tequila it's the most loose and and probably the most real expression of what a tequila once was and what made tequila famous because it's not the blue agave uh, species it, it's um and there's a little mystery surrounding this one isn't there guys we talked about this. right yeah. right it's chato agave for this one which is uh still under observation to know if uh they it's in the catalog as a rodacanta or as an espadín. So it's still, we don't know that yet. So we really don't know what kind of agave it is. But it's one that grows comfortably, naturally in that region, and so would have been used in the very original expressions true. That's true. of tequila. I would say with, with all this in mind, I would say salud, first of all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah salud. 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 <laughs> oh. And to the listeners. Okay, we're waiting for you guys. <laughs> Incredible on the nose, the aromas. But but it takes you to a familiar place, right? Um, it, it really um, it lures you already into this profile that is kind of known by tequilas. And by that, I don't mean I don't I don't mean I'm sorry. I'm going to mention one name in a negative way. All this mixed of tequilas, you know, that we maybe probably more certainly tried when we were younger, you know, uh, a mix of tequila. So in my, in, my, in, my, in, my, in my opinion, like the f a first hint on the nose might be this one of the Tequilana Weber, you know, that it's, um, it has a very specific uh, aroma that to some people that are, don't have given them themselves, I'm sorry, the, themselves the chance to, um, to rediscover it, you know, like this might be a, a smell that might be not, not so pleasant, you know. But give it a shot. Well, this is the amazing thing about this tequila or mezcal. <laughs> the exact word to describe this distillate is actually more up for grabs than in, in most um, mezcals that we, we, we're, we're poured. But yeah, w whether it's a tequila or a mezcal, remarkably on the nose, it is just all of these kind of astringent, fresh, limey, tequila classic notes. How is this so? It's, this is all-out craft production without a Blue Weber, and incredibly, there are these 
tequila notes it's all over the nose in the in the blind tastings there have been some blind tastings for this particular brand and uh, when they try it the sommeliers that try it they all assure it's a tequilana beba and then <laughs> when they show them it's not but I, I would assure it too like yeah. like Thomas is saying so I would I would say blind this is a tequilana yeah. but then you go and 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 that's truly amazing because then you find out this is also an endemic plant to Jalisco at least the subspecies is mm. endemic to Jalisco mm. and was used back in the day to produce the mezcal the vino mezcal de Jalisco we call it the back in the day it was we call it I'm, mm -hmm. I'm young for this but vino mezcal de Jalisco which is the traditional name for uh, for tequila, and I mean uh, this this name that you mentioned, you know, like uh, vino mezcal de Jalisco. It's uh, it's played. I mean, I remember hearing this in the songs, you know, yeah. uh, that my that my grandmother was um, listening in the mornings while she was cleaning the house. This some specificalities about this one. It comes from Amatitlan, which is like if you see it in Google Maps, you know, tequila. Amatitlan is the, the town that is just next to tequila. This one is also uh, rested or moderated, if you want to be more precise on the on the term, for 45 days. In uh, glass. In glass, yeah. So moderation, it's a game that you see, it's a new game that you see upon agave spirits that has nothing to do with aging. When you age something, you put it through wood. But in the case of this spirits and a couple more that we have in Puntas Gracias, uh, it's the game of uh, moderation, you know. It's a very old tradition. It's being rediscovered as as valuable by the brand owners now who are sort of willing to put the time in because they they, they realize that it's a, it's a way of really concentrating and increasing the, the flavor profile. Of, it rounds of, up. The, the, this, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the actual maturation process here? So it's is it the plant or do they rest uh, the drink, the, the distill, or how does it work? Finish, what? Finish, the finished distillate is rested in glass. Ah, okay. In, in glass. Jarafas? Uh, uh, yeah, garrafas. Garrafas. Like, like the one we have behind you? Yeah. Albert? Okay. Like that? Mm -hmm. bigger? They, they do it in a... It, it must be in the dark and it must be uh, normally in a cool environment. So 15, 18 degrees. So on, normally in a cellar, in a cellar. It's worth mentioning like a small story upon the, the aging of this pro product and most of uh, crafted agave spirits that are to be moderated. Uh, there's this <laughs> tradition of, uh, of burying it. I mean, people bury these uh, garrafas, you know, And, uh, I mean, what, what is the one place where you can bury something and people won't kind of um, snatch it or steal it? Um, and that would be... The graveyard? The graveyard. And <laughs> uh, so, um, usually, like, there's this desentierros are called, which are, like, engraving of, of, uh, of moderated mezcal, mezcales, and... Uh, It's a, it's a beautiful tradition that um, still holds dear in a lot of parts of Mexico. I heard about, uh, that's the first time I heard about um, Madurado, was um, when I was told by a, a producer that traditionally in his region, they would, uh, when a child is born, which is topical to me because my beautiful baby girl, Ruby, was born two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> Dana. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. Um, and I've had this in my mind. I need to find her a bottle of something special because as I was told by this producer uh, in that region, when a child is born, they will bury a mezcal for that child. And after 13 years in the earth of, of maturing in the, in the glass, they, they dig it up and gift it to that child to then enjoy It's true, it's true. I've heard about it's this lovely, tradition isn't it? too. Isn't yeah. that lovely? In Mexico, yeah. we have this tradition of the party for the 15-year-olds. Because that, I mean, it, it was the age when the girls were like uh, shown into society, you yeah. know? So they bury some bottles, uh, some garrafas under earth for 15 years. And uh, then they bring it out. Me personally, I have never been, I have never had a, a product that has been for 15 years maturated under earth. I haven't tried. Have you? Guys, any of you guys? No, I, I have not. Hang on a minute. No, but Christian has. Over to you. <laughs> so uh, I was um, enjoying myself in Oaxaca, and I was every time I visit Oaxaca or Jalisco or, or different states that that hold uh, amazing agave spirits. And some of these places are some amazing places where you can 
really um, enjoy and learn about uh, Agave Spirits, which is something similar that what we're doing here, Putas Gracias. It's a tasting room where you go, you enjoy some 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 spirits along with some uh, information um, that to back them up. This place is called Mezcaloteca, where I tried this one spirit, and that was my one mission of the day. You know, I went there. I was like, I want to try some moderated stuff, and they were like. Well, you're lucky because we have the last bottle, you know. And it was a bottle that, that looks like the one that we're about to try afterwards. Like this typical square bottle, you know, not, not your common round uh, bottle. And, it, and this one was aged since 2001, something like this. And, and it was an espadín, you know, which is like the common agave to be distilled. And I tried this one and it was just like... It was overwhelming, you know. It didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, alcohol volume. It was just like really rounded, really coherent. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a super nice experience uh, upon upon that. So I will encourage you to to visit that place if you are in in Oaxaca or all the many other stars they are. Uh, or if you don't have the chance to go to Mexico, well, you can just. Um, Come here, you know, sure puntas gracias. Yeah. <laughs> so um, before we go into the next uh, drink, so let's uh, let's point out the name of the first one again. And I, I just want to say it's. I think this is a very good mezcal for beginners because it's uh, it's not overwhelming. It's it has a very fine, like uh, uh, subtle note to it. So it's it's it uh, tastes like a tequila, but it tastes a bit more interesting than a tequila but at the same time it doesn't have like the cheesiness or the funkiness of of some other mezcales so i think for for a beginner this would be i think a, a good drink yeah i agree blanco 46 caballito cedero it's an agave distill as an appellation of origin this is an agave distill it's not a mezcal it's not a tequila there is the, the appellation agave distill this is an agave distill. Okay. Now let's, <laughs> let's that's the, stick to the, the, tec the technicality of it. To the yeah. technicality. That's what you're looking. Cab Caballito Cerero. Yeah. Um, 46. Um, exactly. With um, a, a pale cream colored label with a, a black print of a, a, a horse looking very happy about mighty. it. Very, very mighty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, with a fantastic mane of hair. Okay. And I could uh, buy this uh, at uh, Agavera. Actually, in Puntas Gracias, we we have a, a pickup point. So within this place, you know, in your common common daily life, also on the weekends, you're welcome to come to the space. We might not be here because we we go on appointment only. But there's a second uh, space that it's actually pretty interesting to visit, uh, and there we have this and many other products uh, for purchasing. So. Um, you're welcome to come to the space, check it out, choose a bottle, read all that because we also have like the fact sheets of every single product that is here. So if we are not here to explain it to to you, you're welcome to to be here and enjoy yourself down in the um, in the in the mezcal cave where we have this amazing diverse um, selection of agave spirits, and and choose what you what you want for your evening. Excellent. Um, so I think we're going to put some of the information in the, uh, next to the audio. So we're going to put that in the show notes so they, people can find you and contact you. Um, yeah. Uh, we yeah. should also talk, uh, just uh, give also the link for Agavera, yeah. which is uh, Christian here on, on my right. Agavera is a platform, a very independent flat platform, beautiful platform. And he sells some of the best products in, 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 you can find in Germany. That's just <laughs> commercial, fast commercial, but but it's true. It's true. Thank you, Diego. Okay, so should we go on to the next uh, to the next tasting? Yeah, I mean, let me let me take this one. You 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 had you had a beautiful explanation with the tequilana, and um, if if we okay, if you guys are sitting in, in your house, I will encourage you to to open maybe Google Maps briefly to to have like a. a to paint you a picture. So we started at Tequila, you know, which is in the state of uh, Jalisco. And with the next one, we go way up north. Uh, the state is called Chihuahua, and the expression is Sotol. Sotol is a very um, eccentric um, kind of, um, you know, it gives a lot of the discussion. It's a spirit that was considered a mezcal before, but recently, due to taxonomical reasons, they change it, you know. So, so Toll kind of stands on its own. 
he has the same uh, crafted um, way of production. I'm speaking about conical air cooking of the earth, uh, airborne fermentation, and so forward and so on, double distillation, with a very beautiful uh, delivery and great attack of 48 ABB. Um, I will encourage you guys to give it a sip. Okay. Salud. 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 I love it. It's very. Um, there's a lot of sort of sour, leathery action on the nose. It's um, just so different than it musty. There's a kind of musky mustiness, which was just a, such a great um, counter to the last mezcal that we had. It just couldn't be more different on the nose. True. I believe that um, once you give the first rinse and attack, it's clear that this uh, this expression it's. It's quite dry, you know. I, I, I like to, wow. I like yeah. to do, I like to do like a small rinse in my in my in my mouth. I I am more about the the, the sensation in the gums, and I believe this uh, this atoll and most of the also atolls are quite dry, but at the same time they are quite fresh and grassy, you know. Um, I have a taste in them. There's some spices. I get a little aniseed. Leathery. I like the term leathery. Yeah. It does attack you with some leather in the yeah. beginning. Yeah, it, on the on the nose, I really got that. I don't. I, I. There's there's maybe a hint. It's sort of a bit more tobacco-y on the tongue. It's not a very complex mezcal, but it it's it's very very delicious. And I think that we paired that one really perfectly with the one that came before. Like I'm, I sort of struggle to think of a of a better sort of step one, step two in a tasting that I've that I can think of really. That those tastes they complement each other. They're so different. They're, they're really. You, <laughs> I hope you can get that sensation at home. <laughs> That's what I experience now. So I love to have a mezcal. And I don't have a big selection at home, but when I'm here, when I'm at friends and tasting different mezcales, I think the flavor profile comes out better if you taste different types of mezcales. Mm -hmm. So you have like you have like this contradiction. It's like yin and yang in a in a way. And mm -hmm. uh, I think this is this is as, as you said, Tom. I, I I have the same feeling. So it's of course it's the same kind of family of taste, but it's in in the nuances, it's very very different. And that's. That's always the thing that fascinates me about drinking yeah. mezcal. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. And I believe that um, agave spirits, I believe all spirits, but because we're focused in, in this specific ones, I believe that agave spirits are um, to be more enjoyed in the company of others. Um, and uh, it's a great thing to be available uh, to have all this rich information about the spirits that we have presenting, that we're presenting here, Puntas Gracias, but also the contrast, you know. So Thomas can can see some 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 nouns or some profiles that I'm ignoring because I'm focused on something else. So talking about the agave spirits and the experience itself, you know, not just of the taste, but later on on the feeling of of oneself or the or as a group, you know, when when you're experimenting agave spirits, it's a very beautiful one. Um, is, is that a thing in Mexico as well? So if people sit around the table and have mezcal, do they talk about what they experience, or is it just is it just complimentary, or is is the mezcal really a conversation piece? How do you experience that? I think that uh, there's um, a, there's a natural inclination to comment and to be inquisitive about. A good mezcal in a way that I've never felt with other drinks I've always liked drinking and um, <clears throat> it wasn't until I started to drink mezcal actually from the very first mezcal I had that um, I had any real inquiry any real curiosity into what it was that I was drinking it seems to provoke discussion and and investigation in a way that other drinks don't so i do think that um in my experience in wherever i'm drinking mezcals including in mexico and in mezcal producing regions people will talk about people do reflect on exactly what they're tasting and um, i think that how happened it how it came uh, how those flavors were arrived at 
I think that happened to you too, Albert. I mean, for me, I cannot talk about my personal experience because I'm, I'm, I'm Mexican, so so I was born inside this world. Thomas mm-hmm. is explaining, but I think it happened to you too. We, the, I remember the first time we had mezcal, you were you had like this eagerness to to talk about what is this flavor? Uh, why is it uh, on on this side uh, dry and on this other side uh, so grassy? And I think. I think this 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 point Thomas is making is quite interesting about it. Yeah, I think for me it's like if you have this type of liquid and there's so much different taste in it, so you want to talk about this. It's, it's very it's a very unusual thing. I, I think probably if you go to a Michelin five star restaurant, you have the same kind of thing, but here you have it have it in a bottle and it's it's very concentrated. And I also I have to say so. Uh, for me, you guys are all giants. You have much more experience with mezcal than I do. But it's also, it creates an atmosphere where even the amateur can talk about what he experiences. And the, his opinion is just as valid as somebody who has, has, has very long experience. I'm, I'm, I'm totally there. And I believe that, um, you know, when you decide to be sensible upon uh, the experience of, of enjoying agave spirits and you're willing to, uh, to talk about how you feel or what did you experience with it? I mean, you don't have to be professional at all. You just have to be willing to uh, to express your uh, your opinion or or your um, your mindset at the moment of you having the spirit, and that makes everybody an expert uh, because everybody can express their uh, opinion upon something that they are um, enjoying. You know, I believe that all agave spirits, all crafted agave spirits, uh, have a sense of place. So. When you're trying any given agave spirits, you're having a taste of that space of where it was crafted, and that's a beautiful thing that, you, in a way, you can pin it down to a to a to a region, you know, very much like you can do it with a, uh, with fancy wine or you know, let's say champagne or a maniac, you know, it's a way of really putting your finger in the map upon a specific flavor. Mm. Great, yeah. Um, uh, before we go to the next one, again, uh, you did a great job, Tom. Can you explain or uh, describe the bottle of what we just tasted so we can create a visual image? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So this is um, um, an easy bottle to spot because, as Christian said, it's in a rectangular, more squat-looking um, bottle with shoulders rather than a sort of tall wine bottle style. And it is called La Higuera. La Higuera. Two words. La Higuera. What is a Higuera? I will say La Higuera. Oh, La Higuera. (laughs) It's a tree. It's a fig tree. It's a fig tree. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure because I wasn't getting a lot of fig flavor from that. But um, that's what it is. And it's a cool looking bottle. It has the, on the the reverse of the rear label is a print of the, Dazilion Wheelery Desert Spoon Sotol, which you can see in this kind of brilliant kind of ball shape of leaves. And it's a recommend from Puntas Gracias. We give the thumbs up on that. The price is right. <laughs> uh, we had some of uh, La Juiguera before in earlier right. episodes. Right, had, right, right. When we had the Sotol special. Yeah. It's called La Higuera because of the, the producer. He's, uh, where, where, the, where the, the palenque is... There are three big fig trees, ah, very big ooh, fig trees that okay. make, a, make a very nice shadow on the palenque. Mm. And uh, the father of the producer that does it today, so, so currently the current producer, his father was a producer too and was in love with the trees. So the, the brand, as it was born not, not too long ago, the guy wanted to uh, celebrate his father calling the, the brand as the love of his father's Wow, for the trees, that's yeah, a lovely story. Yeah, yeah, and also significantly, the the ambient yeast which will trigger the ferment, which will, of course. Uh, uh, you know, excellent be, point. be the fermentation of this of this mezcal um, is it takes its flavor profile, that ambient yeast from those trees amongst the other flora and fauna. Yeah, this this one expression you can also get um, at Puntas Gracias, and we will have. The rest of um, of the collection of this brand, which is all all based, so it's all based. Cool. Uh, these are this you didn't know this. No, <laughs> yeah, man, we got some some aces under the sleeve, and um, this will come at the end of uh, I would say March. March. 
Yeah. yeah. So we're stoked about that. And uh, moving forward, uh, usually like in the tastings that we're, that we're doing, and I will encourage you guys to do that as well. You know, after the second mezcal or the third mezcal, you know, the, the, the mouth and the senses start to, um, you know, to mix in between the spirits. So we, we always prepared a very mild kind of a catalyzer which is, of course, I mean, you, you, we always have the water or a, a beer if you're feeling a little bit cheeky on your evening and you want to, you know, give it a little punch. But we also have these oranges, you know, oranges to, to clean the palate and to get it ready for, the, for, the, for, what's, for what's next, you know. Uh, we have a special one coming up now. <laughs> we, we, we're correct. moving it, um, into um, some pretty uh, luxurious territory. <laughs> I believe... I believe uh, you know, we're we're moving again. You know, like if you are if you had that that tab of Google Maps open, it would be a, a good idea to to go back at it. And then, if you are like in Chihuahua, where the total production takes place, I will encourage you to then scroll out, and then zoom in into uh, the one state that holds the biggest diversity of agaves in the world. That would be Oaxaca, and uh, we have um, a very beautiful expression, a very beautiful agave. Uh, crafted by the one and only producer, Emmanuel Ramos. So we have a, an Americana. Po, uh, Poblacion, um, Mengoli. 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 So this is the district within Oaxaca where this mezcal is coming from. Emmanuel Ramos, who makes a lot of the mezcals, I believe, for the Mezcalateca Library. Um, this is a a tasting room in Oaxaca City that we Christian mentioned earlier. And this is one of um, the bottles that uh, Christian, I think, picked up from there. This is an Araqueño, which is a, a species of agave. It's a vast plant, the Araqueño, one of the, the largest, probably... One of the largest. One yeah. of the largest it, it used for the production of mezcal. What's wonderful about the Mezcalateca bottles is, in fact, I think they were the very first bottle to push aside the idea of the branding and really concentrate on the information. Uh, they recognize that really that's what everybody was looking for when, when, when we're really excited about mezcals. We, we, we want to know about different, we want to, we're looking for certain plants from certain regions by certain producers. And so they list this information and I'm looking at it now and I can tell, we can tell you where it's from and who it's made by. Leaders. We can tell um, that this batch was 255 liters, that it was distilled in March, 2017. So it hasn't been sitting around for long. Uh, they used puntas, Ishiche, so they use the, the head and the tails to balance this out. And uh, Puntas is something that we'll talk more about. Uh, it's the namesake of our establishment, and we'll explain why on the next drink. But the, this particular distillation has been balanced between the heads and the tails. Um, no cuerpo, no main body of, of uh, the distillate was used in the making of this mezcal. And I think believe that that is because they've worded it that way is because there's it's a single distillation in the production of of this mezcal one distillation and so you 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 work in a different way with the outcome of that distillation to to balance the heads and the tails to get your result so while tom was explaining diego was already smelling the mezcal and he was i saw I saw excitement in his in, in, in his face. It's powerful, man. Yeah, to that I'll tell salute. 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 It's very powerful. I will say that um, I, I believe I believe, but I have Snoop already into the beautiful podcasts that you guys are are, are gluing together, and um, in in one of them is like what to look into in a mezcal bottle, you know, which is uh, uh, if you if you find yourself like in a in a new place where you don't really know what's um, What, what is what you know with agave spirits? I will encourage you to to um, to, to seek this uh, this one chat about like what what to look into the into uh, an agave spirit that you might want to purchase. I think mezcal teca does it properly and uh, with very little branding, you know, which is amazing. Which is amazing, and it really tells the story about what's all about with the craft of spirits. Uh, for me and for Thomas, we believe that uh, it's not so much about like how 
how fantastic is the bottle that holds the recipient. It's more about like what's inside, you know. Uh, we 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 like to turn our heads away from from what it is uh, marketing on on products, and we focus on the spirit itself. I What do you guys think? Tried it. It's very powerful. Holy shit! I mean, no. Oh. <laughs> Interestingly, the same ABV as the Satol. It's a 48. I've not tried it yet. I'm I'm just sort of working around it with the nose. It has. A, I, I'm I'm not feeling a great um, sort of invitation from what I'm finding on the nose. Really, sort of try it. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Salut. <laughs> I mean, arroqueño is one of my favorite plants, oh, no doubt. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really absolutely fantastic. Well balanced within the puntas and mm. colas, which... Uh, I mean, just a, a huge depth that we've yet to visit this evening. This thing really opens up. It's a total pool of flavors. It's fantastic. The astringency, you know, there is this yeah. kind of freshness. Yeah. Um, this mouthfeel. It, it's just... The scope of it is just and the, the, the kick vast. in the once you have it inside the kick in the back the, this astringency like your tongue goes dry mm. and then you take the sip and then you breathe and then it's like like a grenade like a grenade coming back in the mouth just yeah. like giving you all the flavors you're having from this plant it's amazing for real beautiful I love the lingering you know I mean the the, the profile and all it's 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 beautiful I mean I think it's already stated here in this table. But with agave spirits, for me, personally, it's about, like, the experience that you have after you sip and after, like, the immediate reaction of, of the taste. So ha what happens after a minute that you have a sip, you know? Uh, how long does it last? How does it evolve? It's, you know? it's unbelievable. Uh, that's, that's one of the things about mezcal that I'm like, how, how is this possible, you know? Like, like, but, but a single distillation. Yeah, it's the plan. <laughs> No, but in the case of this one, it's in single the, distillation, yeah, 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 it's, 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 and you're like, "What? So it's up." I, we, we we try to point it out in the in the in every time we we we, we uh, talk about mezcal, but there are three things that are mainly important. But there is one thing that's overwhelm, overwhelmingly important, and it's the plant is a. It's extremely generous. This is an extremely generous plant. I think, I think that's incredibly I, generous. I think that know. that's a good place to start with understanding why mezcals work in um, uh, in all the really remarkable ways that they do. The way that they, without a doubt, leave all other spirits completely in the dust in terms of uh, what they offer with flavor, with experience, with feeling. The next day. Well, I think you 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 know, I can totally understand that question, Albert. Which is just how is this possible? And I would I would say that every step of the process brings you to that. But to to recognize that it's the source material, it is th that we are using the agave uh, as your material, your prima material. Um, that this is possible with grains, with uh, cane, with potatoes. You're not going to find this. So I agree with you, Diego. So while while uh, uh, Christian is preparing the crown jewel, um, maybe Tom, you can do a last description of of this bottle, so that uh, you know the, the 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 image in the head. <laughs> so yeah, the Mescalitec uh, label has become totally. Um, Uh, 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 like an icon really it what's brilliant about it is that they shunned branding um for information and in the process created the greatest brand <laughs> you can spot it from um you know yeah you can spot it across the the back of the bar um so easily because it's the one that has no logo to speak of it's a list of information and it it spawned uh, inspired a number of other brands to, to to do the same and i think it's only fair that, that that they did run brands like vargo that did run with that i think it was you know um fair inspiration but that's what you're looking at there with the mescatella bracket brand this particular bottle they they do come in many different shapes and sizes um but what you're looking for is a very um, raw and rustic, antiquated-looking label 
with a, a list of info. Yes, sir. I mean, if you if you uh, award on, on, on this round just because um, the timing of things, um, this round will be presented for the first time in Germany um, over the Stille Berlin. The Stille Berlin is a small um, crafted... Um, how to put it like nicely it's, a, it's, a, it's I would say it's like the the crafter version of a of a big alcohol convention um they will be they will be presenting the brand um uh, this Saturday and Sunday in um the Kopernika Straße Heres Bäckerei uh we will put the link upon the uh, yeah I'm hoping I can get the podcast out before before that happens if so. if not we will we will we will still have selection of Mescalteca in we Puntas Gracias the, yeah we'll have some of the bottles here but just to add to that The Mezcaloteca is the name of the tasting room in Oaxaca City, named after the con uh, bibliot a library, Biblioteca, because the concept is that you, you go in there to study. It's an archive. It's an archive. Exactly. And, um, but, the, but the name of... Very similar of what is going on, I would say, in Puntas Gracias. That's, absolutely. We, wow. we, we, you know, we... we Uh, endeavor to offer a similar service. Exactly. Uh, Mescaloteca, when you find these bottles for sale in, in the coming weeks, months, and years, you will be looking for the name Mescalosfera exactly. instead of Mescaloteca. Um, it is um, the same family. Uh, this is the name that they put on their bottles for e export. So Mescalosfera, as in atmosphere. All right, so... Now we have the. I would point out. Sorry, Albert. <laughs> go go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. I would point out the change of glasses. We were. That's we what were, I was about go, to ask. Please go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so no, no. I, I noticed that uh, while we were talking and describing the bottle, so there were some special like bolts, like white bolts, wooden bolts, brought onto the table. So we had the other ones more in like shot glasses. Now we're having having this bolt, and I wanted to ask. For the reason why we are doing that now. <laughs> yeah, so we were drinking in um, beautiful shot glasses made They were beautiful. Uh, <laughs> yes, from, yes. from Mexico, uh, and um, it's kind of like we we, we just want to have like this sturdy glass that is uh, proper for um, for a solid evening. But coming forward to the um, to the vessels that we have now to to do the the final the final drink, this would be uh, called hikaras. It's a type of pumpkin that is um, oh it's no wood okay it's a pumpkin okay it's mm -hmm. kind of like a pumpkin and it's craved I mean the original the original uh, kind of uh, intention of, of, of this uh, pumpkin is to have it as a vessel for water um, they, 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 they cut it up here they cut it up here and then you have a big vessel for water so but so they cut it up on the top it, it looks almost like a bottle so it has like it almost has like a, a woman woman shape so So it's it's like a Coca-Cola, but uh, but um, you know, made by nature somehow. Uh, <laughs> so we we just have like uh, the bottom lines of it, uh, and in these bottom lines is like the the classical uh, way of having uh, agave spirits. I would say specifically specifically in Oaxaca. Uh, if you go to Jalisco, it's a very different game. But this is like a, a vessel that that uh, that is identified uh, along with crafted spirits. Um, so we wanted to do this last one on 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 this vessel because the vessel itself is porous, so that allows the the spirit to open up really quickly. And we want that to open for the spirit to open quite quickly because we 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 are pouring some puntas. Can you explain a little bit more about yeah. what's puntas? Puntas, puntas, puntas. Our, 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 our namesake. Um, puntas is um, it means the points. Uh, it refers to all the the heads, and it refers to the um, most powerful part, the strongest, um, the highest in alcohol part or point of the distillation of agave spirits. And what? Um, and, and let's explain how the uh, mescalero works with, with the distillation. As it comes off, as it is complete, whether it's one or two distillations, the mescalero or mescalera will divide that distillate into sections. In the first place is uh, the puntas, and that will be 
taken to one side. There's a point where it cuts off. There's a certain alcoholic quanti- um, uh, amount of alcohol which deems it puntas. And when that uh, point of the distillation has been passed, the puntas is separated, put to one side. And then the cuerpo, the body of the mezcal, will be um, taken from the, dist- from, the, from the still and put to one side. And then you get the tails, las colas. The uh, typically, as we saw on the labeling of the Mezcalateca Araqueño, those different parts of the distillation are used, balanced together to create your final piece. There is, however, a wonderful tradition of simply drinking Las Puntas. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm about to do now. And uh, so we're talking in alcohol about here. This is, this is much higher than what we had so far, right? This is 62.1. So we we're having um, um, the, my nose hairs have been singed because I got a little too close to it as I was trying to ascertain the the, the notes. So with this uh, with this puntas we we have um, the agave that's called Maximiliana. It's an agave that it's mainly endemic to uh, to Jalisco, uh, not exclusively, uh, um, but. Um, and then we have a wonderful producer here that just nails this one down like big time and um, yeah this is produced in la sierra occidental from jalisco uh, which is the same state that has this um this production of of tequila you know this puntas would be a puntas from uh raicilla which is um you know a soup term for mezcals what do you guys think of the spirit yeah, i would like to hear some opinions uh, first of all, this is. I, I would like to add that one of the things that's important about puntas and why it's very hard to find, and if you find it expensive, is because there's a lot of waste when you make puntas because you're taking the highest alcohols, which later you will mix to to bring your your mezcal up in in, in alcohol degree, and there you're taking basically the best part so it's so, the best of so, the best. so the best of the best exactly the puntas just the best here uh, it's my opinion i'm, I'm going to be the first one to 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 jump in the water it's amazing the way it even it's not in, not only in the mouth but the way it works on the lips already it's it's not very common you know when when you have it back in the in the what's this called tom throat uh, in the throat and also on the lips so you're making the the the, the power of this drink goes really like uh, i don't know about 20 centimeters high you know it's really deep in the mouth and outside so on the lips it burns on the inside of the lips very interesting for me it's liquid gold that's what was what my first uh, <laughs> nice. that was my first association nice. so if if gold would have a taste you know like if the beauty of gold would be in a taste that's this thing you are probably right albert and it's not it's not that um golden flakes that you see and uh in the cheap supermarket that's not the liquid gold i think it, it holds it to um to high proof spirits and um in the case of of, of puntas and i will i'm the one that usually gets technical upon the spirit which i think is needed as well to to better understanding what's actually happening in this space and and why did we decide to bring it on. Usually this specific uh, expression just produces 100 liters a year. So, you know, taking that in consideration, it's next to impossible to meet world demand um, with that with this specific brand or with this specific spirit from Maximiliana. And that also makes it so much valuable. So uh, I believe that when you have the channel in order to enjoy some puntas do enjoy it with plenty of time i mean uh, puntas is not a drink that uh is meant to be if you shoot it it's basically you're shooting yourself you know <laughs> uh it's a, it's a it's a drink to be talked about it's a it's a memorable one and uh i believe it's one for the books and that's why also we decided to put it along with the name of of our little um space uh puntas gracias because we're thankful uh that we managed to have them uh we're thankful that we managed to um present them to a general public which is rare and we're thankful for you guys uh listening uh thank you for for giving us this journey here and this is this is really a joy ride for me uh cheers cheers salud, salud. salud. oh man Tom. 
It doesn't end, you know. Incredible stuff. Yeah, no, I've, I've, um, I've, I've, I've not tasted it yet. I've actually just been sitting here for five <laughs> minutes, just kind of um, blowing my mind here, just so over the, over the the brim of my um, copita, and um, I'm amazed at how floral it is, how scented, how kind of delicate and pleasant it it, it is on the nose. Actually, it's probably the the most inviting of the. Of them all. Oh, yeah. Okay. Down the hatch. <laughs> Down the hatch. I believe that um, the organoleptics on, on, on puntas are the, mo the, the most the, the most steep. You know, uh, the organoleptics that you're going to experience with puntas are the ones that go really, really, really deep into your um, senses. Uh, not just the taste, but the smell, as Tom uh, plates it, uh, and the experience of how you're going to feel truly uplifted uh, after you uh, enjoy it, you know, and share it with people. Um, it's a wonderful high. It's a very clean and unique lift that comes from the puntas, which I'm experiencing now, which you can probably tell at home by the way that I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we're, we're, we're only consuming alcoholic beverages here, so... Um, and water. And water. <laughs> Woo. No, it's a, it's a very Amazing. interesting drink. Uh, the the fact that you can point out some some not only not only floral, but I I would even say some some of the flowers I can feel, which is something very delicate inside, like jasmine. You know, I I mm. it's yeah. from it's it's a clear jasmine kick. Like if you had a tea with jasmine, and then you would say this tea has jasmine. You know, yeah. Yeah. this is like it's jasmine infused, or I don't know those kinds of maybe everyone can. C could say a, a, a very specific rose water exactly exactly everyone could say That's their their, their yeah. experience so but it's really that really is amazing cool. amazing wow it's amazing. the first time i've tried this uh this uh ricea uh, wow it's really nice this bad boy is going for uh, 130 at uh, puntas gracias if you want to venture yourself into looking for this product in the internet you won't find it. Yeah, um, that's a bargain. But I, I, I won't encourage you to, to, to do it. Yeah. Um, and we have this person, this price as a bargain in the in the space because again, it's a super difficult spirit to get. But again, it's it's a very worthy spirit to have. You know, it would be uh, at the very top of your um, of yeah. your of your. That's pooch. incredible. It's a seven hundred milliliter bottle. Yeah. It's one hundred and thirty um, bucks ago. I mean, I think that that's probably. I mean, I've, that's the most delicious puntas I've ever tried. The bottles that I bought in, in Mexico cost the same amount, actually. It yeah. co it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's always expensive gear, so it's an incredibly good price for a really stunning mezcal. It's, I'm blown we, we, away. We've discussed this before. Uh, before we wrap it up, I would like to say that, I mean, this has not much to do, but it has a lot to do with what we're experiencing here. Mezcal is... In my opinion, still underpriced. Underrated. Underpriced also, you know, because underpriced. because when you, when you're talking about a 100 liter production at 120 euros, oh, yeah. I mean, ask a whiskey guy yeah. a 120 liter production of uh, I'm not gonna say a brand, but a good brand. How, mu that how would much be, would it cost if they were exactly, pricing it? How much? Exactly. In fact, exactly. you can't get that. Exactly. Exactly. I have mescalera for royalty who went stuff, yeah. to, they were so, in, you know, they were like, God, oh, let's go to Scotland and we'll go visit the islands and the and those yeah. productions. We've learned so much yeah. about mescal, about distillation. Let's go to Scotland. They went to Scotland and the, 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 the most artisanal production they could find was 14,000 liters a day. See, exactly, 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 <laughs> and, exactly. And, and that was that was something, that, you know, and that's for a 150 pound bottle of, of, of scotch. Exactly. That's if this were, if, if this, what if I mean puntas you could what we just drank you cannot find exactly. in another category that, that's if there was the first one that we began on the Espinin, if that was priced um, by the the whiskey category it'd be a hundred and fifty pound bottle and and how much are we doing that for this bad boy yeah the caballero yeah I need to go and check out the prices on the other space I'll be back in a minute. 
We're talking like the half or a third of the price. No, but in general, in general, that, that that's a comment. Uh, we, we, we have mentioned it before in the podcast that uh, mezcales, for people who are interested, there is a hype and it's going to go up. And uh, I would highly recommend that you instruct yourself because it's going to go up for sure. It's super, super interesting and still very available for people, you know. for it, When you're talking about this kind of artisanal... Ultra artisanal productions of something that gives you like a you 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 said it before a five star Michelin experience for this price you know so it's 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 crazy yeah so you want to impress I mean it's a it's a good way to do it you know you you can pour out a, a drink that um, you know you could easily imagine paying hundreds hundreds for. But come down to Puntas Gracias and learn out, yeah. for, you know, learn why it is it, that it, that such drinks are um, so delicious and why they're available, and and learn more about the culture and enjoy mezcals, you know. So um, I'm back, and um, I have two things to say. I believe that Thomas is right. If you want to learn more about agave, about all things agave, come down to Puntas Gracias. If you want to have a um, a uh, spirit to really impress yourself and your peers and your friends. Come down to to buy a bottle. Um, the the price that was increasing. Uh, that's why I kind of step out of the space from this first tequila. It's uh, yeah, as you said, you know, it's uh, it's half of the price, seventy bucks. I think this is worth like your evenings. I mean, you don't have to you don't have to wail this bottle in one sit. We will be open here in Puntas Gracias until a specific time. This is a pop up; it's not a permanent place. So that's what I wanted to ask. How long? How long is this going to to be this goodness? <clears throat> so we uh, at the beginning uh, of all this um, mail out that myself and Thomas decided to send, uh, we were thinking about opening the space for five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, six so weeks. We, we, we very graciously um, had that extended by the um, our, our wonderful barber shop, uh, our, our wonderful barber upstairs, Justin. Who we, we he saw what we built here, and it's it's so. It, I mean, it feels like something that's you know got to to keep going because we built something so nice. So we're 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 continuing all through March. Appointments are. Um, made through the internet you can find us at puntas gracias in uh, instagram we are we have a website which is also puntasgracias.com which is not so easy to find i I recommend going to the instagram for that so at puntas gracias p-u-n-t-a-s-g-r-a-c-i-a-s bam and we um we have uh we're open when there are appointments made so that's through the evenings only but um when we have appointments we're here and we open up um we work on uh, a donation basis so that the bottles are are for purchase and also the guided um flights so there is a, a, a price list. It begins at 15 euros. Um, Very approachable. And what your donation is for is for the, the uh, spirit guide, so to speak, who walks you through those mezcals, uh, Christian or I. And we look forward to meeting you and, and having a few drinks. So thank you very much for the um, thank you Albert for the guidance that you gave us uh, this evening, Pleasure. Tom. I also I think we should mention that you have wrote a book about mezcal, right? So oh, maybe yeah. you want to talk about it really quickly as well. Uh, sure. There's a book called uh, The Mezcal Experience, published by Quarto Books. It came out uh, a year ago. I think it was the first mainstream book on the subject. It's the last one printed as well. Um, and um, I'm holding a copy in my hands. It's the a field guide to the world's uh, to the world of of mezcal and agave spirits. I feel quite good about it. Um, <laughs> it's um, it's available here at Puntas Gracias. It's also available um, on Amazon. I guess you can have that thing delivered. But yeah, the mezcal experience by Tom Bullock. All right. Uh, now I would like to to just to 
uh, as Christian, because we never introduced ourselves. Yes. As a matter of fact, tonight, it was such an amazing ev evening, but uh, Christian, talk a little about uh, Agavera, not only Puntas Gracias, Puntas Gracias. First of all, thank you very much, both of you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This was amazing. Amazing uh, experience, we, we, yeah. we, we didn't know what to expect, but it, 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 it's not even important. The important is what we had here. Anyone listening, guys, it's complicated to explain, especially because this is not my native language, but the, the, the feeling you get from this space, uh, the coziness at the same time, the mystic uh, of the, I don't know, of the ambience. It's, it's really a special place. You should visit Puntas Gracias. If, you're, if you get in touch with this podcast, please, next step, just go ahead and make a reservation in Puntas Gracias. That would be my advice. That's me. If you're anywhere close to Berlin... Exactly, Definitely. exactly. If you're in it's, Berlin it's and you listen to. to this, just go ahead and do it. And Christian, uh, about your project too, uh, Agavera, can you just introduce yourself really fast and talk about that for, I don't know, a minute, just yeah. wrapping it up. But. Sure. I mean, uh, I decided to, uh, to, to develop this platform where we, this educational platform, uh, it's called Agavera. It's, it's has become a distribution platform in, uh, in Germany based in Berlin. And uh, we are all about agave spirits, basically. Um, the thing is to to bring amazing agave spirits uh, that are really that have a really solid and structure and and sustainable uh, relationship with the producers and with the land where the things are made. And I I I, I found Thomas down down the road, and uh, and we were like, you know what? I think it's cool if we uh, if we kind of uh, do something together in order to to bring this a step further uh, into, you know, bringing crafted agave spirits uh, not only to Germany, but I mean, uh, the idea is to bring it to to, to Europe, you know. Um, but we are ambitious about it, and we are really in love about what we're doing and why. So um, uh, I, I will encourage you guys to uh, to seek your local mezcal dealer uh, wherever you sit in, in Europe and uh, and just, you know, reach out. Yeah, uh, you know, begin a journey, visit a mezcaleria, have a couple of drinks, not too many, maybe, you know, and then wake up the next day fresh as ever and uh, and embrace the power and the and the joy about upon all things agave. Uh -oh. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you, Abba. Thank you, Diego. Yeah, we will be back at uh, Elixir of the Gods, hopefully soon. Uh, so we are throwing this out uh, as soon as possible as I get to the, yes. to the audio editor yes. uh, because I think the world needs to know about this. And uh, again, thanks. thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Cheers, guys. For real. Cheers. Cheers.